A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello World Game Changers and welcome once again to this podcast episode where today um, there's four people including myself on the re- on the uh, on the podcast conversation but a gentleman a first timer a newbie as they say Dave Skills from the northwest of England Dave very warm welcome to you thank you kindly a returning guest one of World Game Changers patrons Lars Heiselberg van Jensen Lars very warm welcome to you as well sir Thank you, sir, and hello to everyone. And um, we always say ladies first, but in this case, it's ladies last. Um, no introductions needed on this one, listeners. Must be getting fed up with me saying this now. Rebecca Wheel from the south of England. Welcome, Mom. Thank you very much. Good mm-hmm. to be here. Mom. Um, <laughs> anyway, without further ado, what we thought we'd talk about, listeners, is why does Mother Earth need us to plant trees? And what better person to get that question underway than Lars himself? Lars, I put it to you as a starter. starter. Why does Mother Earth need us to plant trees? Yeah, uh, same time, it's a simple question, I think, but also a very difficult question. But I I think that most would agree that we see symptoms of uh, climate change like uh, heating all around the globe, more heavy rains, uh, some kind of disasters with many, many people suffering. And uh, for a long, long time, uh, we have been too efficient with machineries and cutting down trees. And it's changing time now. It's it's time to give back and help Mother Earth, in my point of view. Mm. Dave, I know you are a passionate man around this subject. I know you've got immense respect for Lars for the amazing work he does. Maybe a very good time to invite you in. Any thoughts around what Lars has just said there? I concur with Lars. Um, I, I think uh, where we are right now uh, with the planet, uh, we need to be putting back rather than just uh, keep on taking, taking, taking. Um, we are uh, effectively helping ourselves to the planet's future uh, and we need to uh, to do something to uh, to redress that balance and, and build a bit more future in for the planet and indeed for uh, the population that lives on the planet so uh, it's time to uh, to start to give back to mother earth mm. rebecca any thoughts mm. um i mean of course i completely agree and um yeah this uh kind of time that we've arrived at now um where we're starting to see, as as Lars mentioned, the symptoms, um, you know, the climate change, all of the different kind of strange things happening around the world. And, and um, yeah, it's so important to give back into the world, you know, you know, taking, taking, taking all the time. Uh, it's only going to go so far um, and we can only do so much of that. And it's it's absolutely the um, the time to be thinking how uh, 
we can give back into the earth and what creative ways and you know different ways that we can do that so I'm really interested in this conversation and I'm looking forward to finding out more um, because um, I think there's always more to learn and, and so it's really an, uh, an important conversation to be having. Mm. And I want to come in the way I always do on these episodes and play um, the antagonist. I want to play the one that's not, I'm not agreeing, I'm not complying. And I want to ask this question. Well, yeah, planting trees, it all sounds nice. And, it, you know, yeah, this, that and the other, but don't really affect me. Why should I bother? I'm not interested. Well, why should I bother? Lars, do you want to take the lead on that one? Yeah, I... I, I... I, so to speak, uh, gave the piece, so maybe Paul could hear the answer coming to him, replied from Mother Earth or who else <laughs> definitely would talk to him. And with a, yeah, with a great voice, uh, with a pure heart beating, uh, connecting, saying that, uh, yeah, we are here to live the beautiful life, I used to say. And if humans, we as humans on Mother Earth should live the beautiful life we are here to have, we need to serve. Uh, we need to do what we can do, each one of us, to help serve we have a better world. And there's also a mental shift, an awareness shift, gladly, same times that we have all these challenges. So if, if we take the 17 the world goals uh, from United Nations as one example, companies working with ESGs, to make environmental, social uh, governance care. Uh, now, it is said that probably the highest pay a worker can have is working in a company that do good stuff and take care. Uh, so even though we have immense challenges, we also see an immense shift in the world right now. And I really like to applaud that with the highest gratitude. Mm. So I'm gonna ask Rebecca to follow on from that and say, well, you know, this there's an adage isn't there that change starts with us first because from my understanding what's required here is a radical mind a mindset shift amongst humanity and it starts one person at a time and i know Mark, uh, Lars, because of the work that you're doing i know you you know you're heavily well you've literally planted millions and millions and millions of trees um but rebecca and, and i asked this from a personal development perspective that you know, it's great. These these real kind of massive goals that Lars upholding, he's doing it. You know, he's he's proven it can be done. But from your point of view, you know, is this very much a granular approach that it's real micro approach that every each and every single one of us needs to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, look, if we don't get our fingers out and do something right around, you know, about this and immediately you know, to quote a, a phrase from uh, Dad's army, we're doomed. Any thoughts? Um, well, I do feel like, uh, you know, each individual has a responsibility. And at the same time, I think the more um, change that you can create in your life, and it, it, could, it doesn't have to be something, you know, really huge it could just be a daily thing that you're doing but always being aware to kind of build upon that and look at how I can do something you know um how I can uh create uh more of an impact or um whatever the thing is that you've kind of um found that you can do that can help and I also think that by putting that out there you also get, will get that back because I feel like the more you look after mother earth the more that she looks after you and so um I think that 
um you know i think it's if 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 people are uh wanting to make a change then you know just start by doing just start by being curious and doing something and um doing some research um and just taking just taking some action here and there and having a conversation um with someone and um you know it doesn't have to be something um dramatically uh big because that can feel overwhelming sometimes i think there's a tendency i i've certainly felt kind of sometimes where i mean particularly with the amazon i'm really really just passionate about um you know the how much it's being destroyed and just how much we need the rainforest in the amazon and, and i mean i don't know much about it to be completely honest but it's kind of an intuition and kind of a uh just a deep sense of like um this real just horrible you know um feeling that that's being destroyed and so um that can be overwhelming but at the same time um as you kind of alluded to like each person that is where the change happens because if if someone has an idea and then builds upon that idea and then um you know uh, is that you know Lars you're a, a, a perfect example of that you know and, and what the impact that you're having um that would have been at one point in your life an idea that you had so everyone can create massive change um okay Dave any thoughts is this a mar this approach to change here some might say radical change is needed is that a micro approach or is it a macro approach or am I kind of simplifying, oversimplifying it and polarizing it? What's your thoughts? Um, we all have to do our little bit and lots of a little equals a lot. Uh, so if everybody does their incremental piece, uh, we, we've suddenly got some sizable change and we, we need the sizable change. Um, it, it can either come from grassroots, people like you and me, average Joe Smo. Um, or it comes from uh, from government and uh, government legislation, and I think it needs a combination of, of both of those. Um, we need to be incentivised um, and, to a certain extent, possibly penalised, depending on how quick you uh, you need that activity to uh, to take place. And I think we're at that tipping point now, where activity needs to take place. And um, just to uh, to go back to a, a previous comment um, about working with companies um, with uh, ESG in place, um, the, the opportunity to to play your part with your own company, even if you're an employee, not necessarily choosing the the destination of that ESG, um, you're still doing your your component part, and I think that's ever so important. Um, but for for the average person on the street wanting to do their bit, it's little life choices. Do you choose to recycle or do you not choose to recycle? Do you choose to walk or do you choose to go in the car? Do in fact you choose to plant a tree here and there, uh, like Lars has started to do? And the more people that get involved with that, the better for everybody. Um, we do have some seismic changes happening in, in climate. Um, there will be bigger and uh, more dramatic changes uh, to come, I would uh, hazard a guess. Um, so we all need to uh, to take place and, and, and do uh, our little component elements and I, I guess it's the little elements that come together to make the big but we all should dream big as well um if we've got big dreams and big aspirations and we, we vocalize that and share it with others and come together as a collective then the movement starts to happen and, and picks up pace um and the more people that we can touch with the success the more people believe in the dream 
and the more the dream then uh, turns into a reality. Um, so just look at Lars. He, he looked at a tree, I'm going to plant trees. He's now so many millions of trees planted and going strong and has, I would hazard a guess, without wishing to speak for you, Lars, bigger and stronger and better goals uh, for, for what you have in the future. So, um, yeah, it all starts off with that one small piece of activity that uh, moves forward into uh, hopefully a large collective movement. Mm. Yeah. And and I could add, one thing is that if people have ideas, but if they can open up a road for others to follow, and then I talk about, when we talk about planting trees, we need a place to do it. So when uh, when it's made possible at municipalities, at churches, at schools, at kindergartens, at governments, at private landowners' places, then other people, like we do in Growing Trees Network, can find the sponsors of trees. And then it's about what we can do when we do it together. And that's really what it's about with the challenges we have. We have to come together and help each other as much as possible. Mm. I think we're, so, we're, we're hopefully built going forwards, building a, a planet full of trees, if we can, if we can move the planet to that point. But we are building a community, a community that should be caring for the planet. And we, we do need that seismic mind shift. Um, you, you say, uh, do, do we go for a seismic mind shift of one or two individuals, or do we go for as many as we can get? Um, we go for as many as we can get, but it, it comes from experiencing the success of others, such as Lars, uh, and other people doing their, uh, their component parts, uh, be that as individuals or businesses or uh, municipalities. Um, mm. But we, we need to we need to share that community feel to uh, to make it a, a more tangible um, item in everybody's mind. Okay, so let me. Uh... And it's also really about social sustainability because when we create networks, because for example in Denmark where I live, if people work hard and retire, and certainly they don't have a network. So even if it's planting forest or whatever activities we can set up when we are creating social network, we're also making the world better and richer because it's so much needed with social activities instead of sitting at home with the iPad on the internet. I think that's a really important part, uh, point that you raised there. Uh, as human beings, we, we, we have a desire for inclusivity. And we, we, we have a need to be with other human beings. And if we find a, a, a common goal, a common purpose uh, to look after the planet, that's got to be a great place to be because not only are you doing a good thing, you're also with other people doing a good thing. Yeah, and, and to image it, and I tried it myself because in my past life, I worked in the rescue service. Some people call 911 or what the number is international to have someone to talk to. And as an example, Denmark is a financially rich country, but if people call 112 to have someone uh, to talk with, then we are certainly not so rich. But we can create welfare and richness when when our heart uh, is yeah is in concern for other people, animal, nature, all living beings. Love that. Mm. Okay, so what will happen? to use this terminology that's been used already a few times, what will happen if we don't give, give back? Lars, from your technical knowledge, experience and insights, you know, you must have a feel for how long, you know, 
let, let's use a hypothesis that you don't plant another tree. You're down tools now and all the amazing people around the world that are doing similar to you, they say, no, we've had enough. We're going to stop now. We're going to stop this, this work. How long has this planet got without that sustainability, this ESG that you uh, um, refer to, the pair of you? Uh, it's a difficult question to answer, but what I get as intuition is like, Mother Earth is already crying and, and asking for help. So, so like, what would you do if you saw a baby crying? Uh, so uh, I believe somehow that's my best, <laughs> my best answer. The calling mm -hmm. is now. Uh, and I think that's also the strongest message. And we should have done far more already by now. Uh, uh, so the calling is we need to do a lot. Amens. Mm -hmm now I yeah would with that it, it, it's not a um oh we'll give it another year or perhaps five or ten years if we don't do something now we, we don't have the opportunity to put the brakes on uh on so many different things that are changing uh climate change things like that we need to start acting now um because we can already see uh events starting to change around the planet we can already see uh ice caps melting um we can see desertification here and there um, we need to act now. It's not a, we don't have the luxury of leaving it for another year, another 10 years, certainly. Um, if we can all start to play our part right now and build up momentum, uh, we can hopefully maybe mark time and possibly in the future start to claw back. Um, but it, even if we're all doing something right here, right now, we're not going to claw back straight away. Hmm. So at this point, it's probably appropriate, maybe appropriate actually at the top of the conversation to have introduced the two respective companies here through um, through Lars and, and you, Dave. Um, Lars Growing Trees Network Foundation, Dave, Edible Eco, maybe worth us taking a couple of moments each for to, you know, to gain further insights around those two respective companies. Lars, do you want to start us off around Growing Trees Network Foundation, how it came about, the big why? Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it, it came about that I was uh, driving in a car and certainly I had like a voice coming to my head saying, you're supposed to help to plant one million trees within maximum of three years. And then I was like, whoa, 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 because at that time I was uh, volunteering, helping ambulance service in Laos and working as a rescue guy. Uh, so uh, I knew everything about nothing about trees, but I, I had a feeling of nature and understood the challenges. So so when I had this download or calling, I knew immediately I had to take it very seriously. And then uh, we started growing trees network and started planting trees with uh, municipalities in Denmark, later the government, uh, churches, and latest on private landowners land. And gladly, we're also lucky to support international in Kenya, Uganda, Ecuador, and Bolivia by now, where financially poor villagers get a paid job planting trees, but also it can help them have a better life locally where they are. Mm -hmm. And with the climate challenges, understand me right, So somehow I'm happy because we as humans are more in the same boat as ever with the so-called climate challenges, because now we understand far more living in in rich countries, if that's where we live, that we need to support people living other places because we have the same challenges, certainly, with the climate. And uh, 
in Growing Trees Network, we have just celebrated 10 years anniversary. Uh, three years ago, we were part of a telethon called Denmark Plant Trees. Uh, the story ran around the world, was called probably the first telethon in the world, collecting money to help the climate. Uh, and to finish that, uh, of course, I have a dream that the whole world should come together to really raise funds to help forest and nature all around the world. And same time, in, in my wish, it should be that people should have a learning about to connect to their heart's wisdom and tap into more uh, uh, yeah, individual peace so we can have peace come forward in our world. Uh, uh, mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Dave, tell us about Edible Eco. A, a slightly different route to market, I think. Um, I'm possibly not as lofty as the last he's calling. Um, I, I previously worked in uh, environmental science and research, uh, and that was a, a fun and exciting sector. Uh, but latterly, I've been involved with the, uh, the UK energy markets, uh, be that procurement or generation with renewables and, uh, and energy reduction. And then ultimately, with the, the combination of those three uh, key areas, we end up with um, uh, energy strategy. Uh, when we form the business, um, I think it was halfway through day one that we realised that uh, as much as I have a passion for the environment, perhaps our clients are not that bought in, let's say. Uh, we, we certainly have some uh, some key clients that are, are very passionate about the environment, and, and that's fantastic. But a lot, a lot of businesses um, in the UK are frankly just struggling to survive. So uh, their interest in the energy sector is more of a, a financial one. However, by delivering a a financial solution into where end clients we can still deliver an environmental solution uh, as well so i guess we can come at it from from two different points but we still uh, check the boxes by improving um uh, on-site generation uh, reducing on-site consumption and therefore ultimately uh, giving a better carbon footprint for uh, for business uh, throughout the uk so um i guess from where i'm coming from Yes, I do have a passion for the environment and, and yes, I do have a, a passion for wanting to give back because frankly, where's my son going to live? Uh, he has to live on this planet um, un until we uh, colonise somewhere else. And no doubt knowing the human race will probably damage that, uh, that particular space as well. So we need to do our element now. Um, and with the businesses, um, we have the ability to, to go out and deliver that for and on behalf of others that perhaps do have a passion certainly want to survive into the future uh, and by doing that we can we can look at the way we streamline their businesses to uh, to to cut carbon costs and uh, to cut uh, energy consumption and do our own incremental but um bits for uh, the planet going forward as, we, as we've already spoken about mm, thank you gentlemen rebecca you haven't spoken for a while you've been nice and quiet patiently waiting there i believe you've got a rebecca and i spoke earlier on and rebecca popped this question around how do you think this fits? And I'll let the lady herself pop the question to you two guys. Well, I've, I've got a fair few questions, actually, but I'll start with one that I'm just curious around. Um, Lars, I know I've, I think we briefly may have spoken about this before, but I'm basically just curious um, kind of where where that's at. And um, the question is, is it is there a possibility that we can plant too many trees? Uh, I, I would... Uh say simple simple answer no but of course it would be great that we really plan where to plant so we have the the greatest benefit especially if we are waiting uh, for a lot of money to arrive uh, mm -hmm. 
and 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 if we can plant the trees so they same time benefit local people so they can have like food and help them to survive and maybe also we can help that we will not have so many climate refugees in the world because even though many people might dream about living elsewhere uh, from what i experienced in life i would say if people can live where they are they can have the greatest life mm. if the terms are are more than okay they are good and we can help to support that yeah yeah you raise a, you, an interesting yeah. question there um back to the same question if i may lars um do you think we can plant too many trees um but with a slight twist to it surely we have to uh, take into consideration biodiversity um so we're not planting uh, I don't know a forest of one type of tree, and then uh, negatively affecting the uh, the local ecosystem now because we, we've planted a specific tree uh, and not a mix of trees. Absolutely, very very good point. And also, when we plant forests, look about the specific spot and say what cause would we benefit the most here? Because we also need to produce like timber for buildings. Uh, if one area is better for biodiversity or so so we should do it intelligent uh, same time letting nature rule with some of it do you think there's a um ever a risk of uh the human race effectively governing nature and um it, certainly with the, with the plea the tree planting uh, side of things do you think that uh, an, an area that's possibly been forested before that's now been cut down and and turned into an agricultural space when we as human beings go back to the same said piece of uh, land and reforest it, is there a risk that we plant a different type of tree that was there previously because we have we have a need for timber maybe rather than a need for the trees that were there in the past? Uh, the, 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 that's really a, a good question, uh, Dave. Um, I, I believe it it, it, it could happen. Uh, and also, generally, generally, uh, foresters look into planting native trees, and uh, research are done. For example, uh, it, uh, tree seeds from Iran is being brought to Denmark to test the trees to see if they can grow here if we have a hotter climate, because with the hotter climate, maybe also some trees will not grow as they used to uh, any longer. So uh, scientists are also trying to make research to see, uh, can, can we introduce new tree species that will perform better in the new climate? Uh, and so by that's really interesting. So by definition, do you think we're now at the point where um, uh, a certain forest that was sat in a given country can now no longer be planted there because the environment has changed so much we now need to move that that type of forest into a different country that has um the old climate so to speak mm. uh, it would take experts uh, to answer that question far better than i but uh, at least at least uh, researchers are leading the way trying uh, to walk ahead and see what can perform because uh, changes are coming. And uh, an example also of a disaster was in, in Germany where they only had one tree species in a whole big area. And certainly 
some kind of animal uh, came by uh, yeah, inside a container and certainly the whole forest was dead. So now in Denmark, you're planting like 20 to 25 different tree species in each forest to make them having a greater chance of survival because you cannot you cannot guess what will perform best in the future. So, so you're right, you're trying to spread the risk. Uh, really interesting. Becca, mm. any thoughts on your question? Has it mm. been answered? Are you happy with that? Yeah, I, I just I think that's interesting for people to hear as well because I think um, you know it's it's a resounding no, which is great because we you know it, it's even more motivation, even more kind of. Um, uh, uh, of a uh, an action that people can kind of take and go forwards with, and but it's yeah, it's really interesting to think about the kind of the different species and the diversity and kind of the the natural state of the earth and kind of um you know um having that balance with with what um what's there and kind of um what we're doing and um uh, so yeah, it's 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 interesting to to think about that. Um, another question I had um. Uh, for you, Lars, um, is with trees, in your experience, and this is a bit of a kind of off uh, off the subject, um, not off the subject, but um, to one side, but I'm just wondering, um, in your experience, what, uh, how have you found trees and uh, have you found any kind of sense of consciousness within the trees or any kind of sense of energy or personality or or anything like that because I know you, you've worked very closely with them and I just wonder you know they're sentient beings and I just wonder if you've had any experiences like that with with trees in your in your kind of time of, of what you do yes and thank you for asking that question because it helps me to tap into what I I sense in my now that I need to do more uh lately i've started to say i need to spend more time in uh yeah in like similar like my indian reserve uh in my home and connect even more with nature and i more and more walk with bare feet uh, hold the trees try to listen to the trees uh, messages uh, do so-called forest bathing what they in japan uh, call shinrin yuku uh, to yeah to to experience and be with gratitude for the nature, but also in spiritual guiding, I more and more ask the forest and the trees for answer. Uh, and when when you when you hold one tree and ask the tree for the message the tree has about what the subject you are seeking guidance about, it's it's really surprising what messages uh, come through uh, mm. and the clarity with that. So. So it helps me also to be to be stronger uh, with my spirit, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's something that is really really growing, and it also gives me so much uh, gratitude that I, I get emotional when I when I connect to it because the nature is so so powerful, and also studies have shown since we started walking with shoes, uh, so many diseases have come. Wow. Uh, so, so walking barefoot or walking with uh, so-called uh, grounding shoes or sleeping on grounding sheets can help to take the electricity away from computers and phones. But more important, 
when when you walk on the ground with bare feet you can feel the healing energy coming mm. through your body and help you to yeah release uh, anxiety or stress but um, and even more important f feeling good and also feeling connected with the earth uh, uh, yes yeah mm. wow thank you dave any thoughts um i think most human beings can find their their peaceful place uh, that that might be in a forest uh, it might be on a lake um just out in nature and i think that gives you the ability to to have your own time your own free thinking um not challenged by technology or be it a phone going off or um emails whatever um people can find their their happy place uh, for, for me in the middle of a lake uh, nobody can get to me in the middle of a lake i'm i'm at peace with myself looking at the surroundings um, I, I think much the same would probably occur in, in a, uh, a forested area. Um, I, for one, would love to go to uh, the bamboo forest and experience that. I'd also love to go and see the uh, uh, the blossom forests over in in Japan. I think that would be fantastic. Mm. Um, and I, I, I already feel a sense of connection there. And I know not why. I've never been there. I've never experienced it. Um, but for, for whatever reason, there is some connectivity with me and a almost a desire to go there and feel that um so yeah i think there is a um th there is a an intrinsic link between us as human beings and, and the wider world um can we get answers from the wider world spiritually i i know not um, I, I i don't claim to be that connected um i i sense the the peace that it gives me um but uh, a deeper feeling than that i know not at this moment in time Let's stay with that, Dave, because um, you've had, that's a beautiful segue, actually, into my like or spirit versus pragmatism. Because Lars has spoke at least semi-consistently about the spiritual nature, the calling, the heartfeltness, etc., etc. Now, obviously, I've got the uh, the benefit of knowing you guys personally, privileged to do so. Dave, I think it's fair to say that, you know, you've got a background in corporate business uh, at, at a high level. And to the outside and uh, to the outside world, there may, may be a perception, well, this, this guy is very practical, he's very corporate, he's very driven, he's very this. He's not really a spiritual guy. Any thoughts around that kind of perceived contrast between what we're talking about, which is very emotional, it's very heartfelt. How does that sit in your world? And I know you've kind of elaborated on a lot of your thoughts and feelings already, but I want to paint this picture of polarization. Kind of goes really back to my um, my statement when I was playing devil's advocate at the top of this, almost at the top of this conversation, where well, why should I bother? Don't affect my profit. I think that's a really interesting question. Um, if I dial back to my sort of science and research days. Everything was based on scientific fact. Uh, it either did work or it didn't work. Um, there was maybe an element of it, it nearly worked, uh, but it was very much a, a black and white scenario of we've not done this. Let's try a scenario. Uh, if it didn't work, we need to try a different scenario. Um, so from that point of view, that was black and white scientific fact. Um, uh, as humans, we all function spiritually. We, we all have a element of... Um, sense of being i guess um and 
to a certain extent, that has to, by definition, function better in your happy place, um, wherever that may be. Um, that, that might be sat in, sat in a building, a, an old building. It may well be, as we say, uh, sat in a forest or out on a lake. Um, we all have a spiritual side. Uh, and I think we all, as humans, have a need for that spirituality as well. Um, it's where your love comes from. It's where your passions come from. Um, it's where your inspiration comes from to a certain extent. So, yeah, th there is very much a, a need for both sides of the coin, uh, be that black and white scientific fact or be that spirituality. Um, and then we're all different as people. and We will all migrate to one side or that or the other or, or possibly sit in the middle. Um, but I don't think anybody can take it away. There is connectivity between the two sides, be that science and spirituality. It has to connect somewhere. Mm, interesting. Rebecca, Lars, any thoughts? Dave, I'm, I'm so happy with what you speak because you open up the love and passion for, for everyone. And uh, when you talk about the lake, I'm sure so many people can connect. If we talk about the elements, it is said that water obtains everything. Water is the symbol of softness and love. But also, if we are in a on, on a lake with a clear space, we can we can have maybe easier access to deeper thoughts or or internal travel because we have the peace to do so instead of a lot of activity. Absolutely. Uh, so so everyone have their favorite spot to go to feel better, feel great, to connect, to tap into, to try it, yeah, to to try uh, reach or aim higher with their life. And, and you spoke so wonderfully into that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think ju just to, to touch back on one of the original questions, um, do we all need to do our bit? I would argue yes, because if we don't all do our bit, we all lose the opportunity to find our spiritual place, our happy place. So the lakes will dry up, the forest will die back. Um, our opportunity for finding that place that we can operate and function in is massively reduced going forward if we don't do something right now. Rebecca, spiritual or practical? Mm. For me, it's very much uh, being able to honour and integrate both uh, into into your life. And um, I feel like in many ways, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm always curious around the paradox and, you know, that it, on the outset, uh, it kind of seems like they're very polarised opposite kind of ends of the scale um yet as you know as you um, alluded to Dave they're, they're connected um and so I think being able to um to really um be open-minded to to um to all aspects and to um feel what's true for you and you know um, going out into a forest and and just closing your eyes feeling the energy feeling a tree and just kind of you know, um, allowing things to come and, and not kind of, you know, um, forcing anything either way or, or having any pressure or or any kind of um, expectation or anything, but just really feeling what's true in your body. Um, I think, uh, uh, and and anthropologically, I've probably messed that up, but um, I think it's the meaning of feeling what feels true in your being um so yeah but I very much um feel um and I think it translates to a lot of things in life where there's you know two uh polar polarized um pieces like the yin and the yang they very much belong together in harmony with each other like in unity with each other um 
So, mm. yeah. Lars, I want to, to invite you, if I may, to kind of give an overview, um, you know, to what degree will game changes you feel has contributed, how we can contribute in the future. And then I want to kind of end that out with a real personal, uh, almost a private joke that really only you and I will probably understand and then we'll keep it at that a planting of a certain tree when I had the immense privilege to visit your family home uh, last uh, was it June July time last summer uh, but apart that thought for a moment you know just just share with us if you will what um, what contribution world game changes has, has made to your amazing work uh, yeah uh, many things uh, many things uh, it's very specific about uh, planting trees. Uh, World Game Changers have supported to plant so-called uh, food forest, planting fruit and not not trees in, in Ghana, helping financially poor uh, villagers uh, to have like uh, mangoes and nut trees uh, so they could feed themselves and also make some finances, uh, selling a bit and maybe raise the money to make a water pump or whatever they decide in the future in the villages. Uh, World Game Changers have also helped me to express some of the visions and, and dreams, like the dream of uh, collecting the world to have a world uh, telethon, and also with with network doing so to uh, like by my team, Martin Liefeld in America to American uh, TV station trying to reach out. Same time we did to like United Nations and BBC, and uh, yeah, we will stay on track with that dream until it's. It comes true uh, that we have a World Teleton collecting the world. And also now uh, World Game Changers have started to, to create summits. So I was lucky last autumn to go to London and meet uh, Dave and speak about mainly the, the work we do planting trees in the Amazonas in Ecuador, helping to grow the Amazonas until uh, recently, I spoke, it's probably difficult to stop Bolsonaro, but if we can grow other areas of rainforest, it's so important. And that's what we do in the Pastaza province in, in, in Ecuador. We, the, the local Shua Indians, uh, they have former uh, farmland that they now are changing to forest, where, where company and private sponsors donate the trees to be planted. So now in five villages, 250 people have worked uh, preparing the land, planting the trees and cleaning weeds around and, and being supported. Like we have made like 10, 10 pence per tree immediately helps them that they can buy banana trees, make a fishing pond or other sustainable initiatives. Uh, also have created like uh, internet. Uh, so the local school kids now can, can study as, as the school asked them to do and not on our old mobile phone with a bad network. Uh, so, so we are trying to help them raise uh, the working, uh, working skills towards uh, living sustainable, same times protecting the Amazon rainforest. Uh, so both with inspiration from World Game Changers and others, we have made like every time we plant one hectare of uh, with balsa trees right now, and later we will plant other tree species. But every time one hectare is being planted by donors, is it sometimes helps to protect one to three hectares of the old existing prime rainforest. 
Superb. Dave, any concluding thoughts before I share this private joke? Well, it's not, yeah, it is a private joke uh, with Lars. Any concluding thoughts around this? Well, I think it's been a fascinating insight. I think uh, in my short time uh, sitting alongside uh, World Game Changers since the uh, the summit in London, um, I think if World Game Changers does nothing but connect people, it's already serving its cause because you're you're connecting people that have the passion, you're connecting the people that have the spirit and the drive and the determination to go and do something good, but you're also connecting those people with people that need the uh, need to be in receipt of those actions and those those visions um, and those deliverables. So I think if WGC does nothing other than connect, I think it will already deliver on so many different levels. WGC stands, stands for so much more than connection, though. So um, there's, there's the support globally. Um, there's the, uh, the introduction of different projects around the world. So uh, I think WGC, as much as I've, I've not been in and around it for uh, a particularly long period of time, I can already see the the opportunities that it has done and delivered and the, the bigger, wider opportunity that it will do. Um, and I think just going back to the, the spirit and the passion, it is that community that's being built out there in WGC that can then be replicated globally. And then you've got a massive movement. So, uh, yeah, WGC is changing lives already, in my opinion. Absolutely. I agree 100%. <clears throat> Uh, Rebecca, any concluding thoughts? Um, just thank you both. Thank you both so much for for the service that you're that you're doing to the world. And you know, it's it's been a, a brilliant conversation. And um, yeah, I think World Game Changers is really connecting people and and helping to propound, you know, um, and uh, expand um, all this all of this amazing work um, out into the world and. Um, I feel like I really feel hope, hopeful. I feel like things are shifting, but, I, it, but but there is also, you know, we can't be complacent. We must, you know, keep on with it and um, and support each other uh, and be, um, you know, united together in this. It's the only way I think we're going to be able to 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 make that change happen. And um, and world game changes is a massive part of that. So, mm, thank you. Lars, um, a couple of things just to wrap up now. Um, first of all, we've already alluded to, I've already alluded to, the summer of last year, the summer of 2022. There was a little, um, a modest planting exercise that took place. This wasn't millions and millions of trees, was it? This was one, ably assisted by a beautiful canine soul called Madiba. You remember the, uh, I'm going to call it the incident, Lars. I don't know if incident's the right word, but, you know, the the experience. Can you, do you recall that? Yes, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> also my my wife, Lynn, is very eager to water that tree because uh, we know we need to help that tree come forward. And it already is a beautiful oak tree, uh, which will grow a lot bigger. And in honoring what an oak tree can do right now, there's a French movie uh, running in the cinemas called uh, the, the Heart of an Oak Tree, showing the animal life that is in, in one big oak tree. So within the next 100 years, so much animal life will take place, hopefully, in that tree too. And if you remember, Lars, we won't go into any detail here, but uh, that was in honor of just let's say the divine feminine. We talk about Mother Earth, Mother Nature, um, and we called that, didn't we? We called that 
pennies tree. Yes. And the adage being from, if you look after the pennies, the big stuff will take, well, the, the old English saying is the pounds will take care of themselves. So there was a kind of double entendre there that uh, pennies tree. So it's good to hear that pennies trees thriving. And, you know, is that testament and that acknowledgement to Mother Earth, the divine feminine, call it what you will. And long may that prevail. Long may that prevail. And finally, Lars, I want to take you back to January 2021, New Year's Day. I think you know what I'm going to say, because almost every time we speak, <laughs> I must be like a broken old record. I mentioned this. So we spoke on New Year's Day 2021. And your question to me, Lars, was very simple, but immensely powerful. Oh, do you think we'll see world peace in our lifetime? Can you remember that conversation, Lars? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, it's 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 heavy stuff. And um, actually, when we have talked about the climate until now, I think if we don't address the climate challenges, we will see more people dying than we see right now from wars around the world. So, mm -hmm. so having peace in the world needs various uh, solutions and. Uh, general they need us to be serving both from our individual hearts but also with our pennies what we can serve to help the greater cause absolutely so and i know i keep saying finally but this is finally i feel like ken Wollstone moment the 1966 world cup final when he said they think it's all over it is now well it's not quite over yet dave i want to ask you the same question and you rebecca but with a very closed answer, a yes or a no. And please be very, very earthy in your response, even if it's not what our listeners and our readers might want to hear. And I ask you both the same question. Will, will you, Dave, will you, Rebecca, see peace in your lifetime? Yes or no? Unfortunately, I'm going to go with no. There's too much greed in the world. Okay appreciate the earthiness and it's that diversity that gives us that contrast rebecca spoke about it earlier on rebecca any thoughts yes or no Ooh, it's, a, it's just so hard to say that and uh you know but i'm i'm more leaning towards no unfortunately and um but i i guess it's how we define what world peace looks like so i think you know in the whole evolution of humans and uh, i think there's inevitably going to be shifts that take place and and um you know uh up and downs if you like in in um but but i i think it's going to improve massively but i yeah i'm i i'm not sure right well that makes it a tie laws at two two so it's down to me and you as the host of this podcast i have the casting vote so it makes it a three two victory to yes thank you very much dave thank you very much rebecca <laughs> and we'll uh We'll close out, listeners, the way we always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?